There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That's amazing. That sounds super fun. <laughs> well, I just like I'm congested in both. And like, I think it might be allergies, but it's like I maybe just need like a good Q-tipping. Can you feel it here too? Or candling. All that. The candling <laughs> thing that like. I just disgusts me. This sort of like hippie imagine. practice of like, let me make you a moonbeam tea and then we'll candle your ears. Can I tell you I do? That's what we have lined up next. So yeah, yeah. That that's like the second. You. That's your sponsor yeah. for today's moonbeam tea. Um, I have to tell you that I went to yoga and I was tired and my the teacher was like, here, take this essential oil. It helps. And I was like, I love essential oils. Mm-hmm. I might get a diffuser from my room. Oh, that's a great I've idea. Seen the light. Good smells are like. Good vibes. On. Un- un- underrated yeah yeah agreed yeah want to just get right in yeah hi brooke hello bridget hi everyone and welcome to splat the podcast where me brooke and me bridget talk about sex in the city 10 years younger and 20 years later bada bing bada boom we've gotten way better at this (laughs) yes we have i've been having to do the pitch i had to do it last night i went to a an opening for the theater fancy girl um and i met this guy who also has a podcast and i was like giving the pitch tradesies and and i did it did you step and repeat step step repeat. I did step and repeat <laughs> I was like this will be important for my Instagram brand and I was like I'm gonna do this really awkward picture just by myself to look like I'm an actor of import even though it I worked. haven't worked in a year what does that mean what's a year no what's one cares <laughs> um you know who has worked in a year our sweet guest I can't just can't stop working <laughs> Uh, we have a star of Cloverfield Michael Stahl David on the podcast this week you know it's also 10 years later then Cloverfield? Yeah. Cloverfield was, came out Oh my God. Should we do a Clo- You should do a Cloverfield podcast. Just you want to be our brother that. podcast? Just talk through the movie. This is the part where you probably left because you felt nauseous. <laughs> uh, here's a great shot of like the back of my head. Um, Did I tell you I finally watched the last like 30 minutes of it? You had, you had like jumped ship <laughs> an hour went through? No, no, no. I was on the cruise uh, with my friend Kyle, who you met mm-hmm. on your birthday, or you're going away. Right. Yes. Um... And it was one of the crew movies. So he had, like, watched it many, many they times. They played Cloverfield That's on a wild. cruise ship? Like, uh-huh. that could crash, that could sink, uh-huh. and, like, uh-huh. everyone's stuck, essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a... And so we were flipping through That's the channels, weird. and it was like, oh, this is Cloverfield. So I watched you, like, die in a tunnel. Yeah. Oh. Or not, not a die tender in thing a thing to watch. <laughs> I know. I was like, I have a, a Snapchat of it. It was, yeah. But you're not, you know, you're old, so I didn't send it to you. Thank you. Yeah, I wouldn't know how to <laughs> do that. Is it intense to film a character's death? Well, his it it wasn't like I didn't it wasn't a death. It's not a death in that sense. Mm-hmm. It's um, 
it, he probably dies, but there isn't like I didn't get to do the thing with like blood came out of my mouth and my eyes. Mm. I think that's really hard. I've never had to do that. Yeah, like you just like if you do the closed eyes or you could do the stare. Right. I would you just be tempted one. to do it really badly. Like, yeah. Just, like, like, yeah. Actually, I die at the end of every audition I do. I just like, <laughs> at the end of whatever the last line is, I just. <laughs> just for fun. In and case then my eyes glaze. Yeah. Nice. What if that was like, sometimes we were talking about this, like self tapes. I feel like I'm just, I'm a zombie doing lines. It's a hard thing to do. Especially when you do have one of those ring lights. It's just like lights are in your eyes. Yeah. Um, lights get in your eyes. Um, but other than Cloverfield, you just did, you just finished, not just finished, but you recently finished and now have premiered the third season of Narcos. That's right. Narcos, the uh, crime thriller set in Latin America, probably a big crossover with the listeners of the Splat <laughs> Absolutely Podcast. Absolutely, yes. I would, uh, I would say 10 out of 10, <laughs> yes. That Venn diagram Guys, is a circle. Yeah, you have, your, yeah, exactly. So. High chart, it's like basically <laughs> Cloverfield. Sex in the City. I don't know how to make a podcast. I like it. That was well done. Narcos. Narcos. Where you film in Colombia? Yeah. Colombia. How long were you down there? I was down there for eight months. Shit. Yeah. That's a long time. I. It was a long time. It it was. I had never been, and there was a four-month stretch where I didn't come back, and it was. It's a strange thing to be gone from your country so long, especially this year. Yeah. It oh, was, man. It was sort of a relief. I think I was lucky to miss the winter in New York, but also That's nice. like <laughs> weird guilt about not being but here. But you were here. I came back for the Women's March. I came back for like Yeah, nice. but you were also here like during the election. Like, I think well, I left October 1st. Oh, wow. But then wow. you came back, didn't you, in November? I feel like I saw oh, you in November. Oh, that's right. No, I came back towards the end. Right before the election. It was like, yeah. I think I saw you that like Friday, Saturday. For Halloween and, and then stuff, you left yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah. Or like right before Tuesday. Yeah, it's a hard time to be like not here. It was in just some strange. Ways. It was surreal. I mean, it was, it was also, I think, really nice because yeah. I was invested. There was a whole nother, to be in another country and be like, this country has its own crazy political situation, mm-hmm. its own context. And to be curious about that and trying to figure that out was kind of a relief. And also a place that has such a... Uh, you know, a real troubled and tumultuous past. I mean, you sort of feel like, you still feel like, well, things are awful. And I guess this is probably also my privilege speaking, but you do feel like, okay, well, there's, we're still, it's still the United States. I don't know. Yeah. That's called comfort. It's still a functioning democracy in a lot of ways. Yeah. With a lot of protections for us. I mean, not to get into a political thing, because that's not what we're here for, but I mean, the fact that like... We live in this world now. What are we we here for, you know? I mean, the fact that also in this election, Bernie Sanders raised all that money and was able to be a viable or pseudo-viable candidate, like... Grassroots money. Yeah, grassroots money to do a campaign. That was, I think, a really big deal for our democracy. Just to know that that's still possible, that like campaign campaign finance isn't that He changed the rules. Right. You know, just the same way that Trump has changed the rules, that also changed the rules of who can run. Totally. Yeah, 100%. Um, Anyways. Anyways, the reason we're here is to talk about... Shesh in the city. Shesh in the city. Sess in the city. Um, Michael, what's your relationship to sex in the city? Is it big? Is it small? Was this the first episode a, you've ever seen? It's a small relationship. I, I haven't seen very much of it. I've uh, seen maybe a couple episodes, and mm-hmm. I under, I know the trope of, like, you know. Who's uh, who? Yeah, who's who, and then also that she's, like, um, you know, today I just wanted I – mean, here's what I remember. I remember <laughs> it was, like, I just sat alone and had a glass of wine, <laughs> didn't have a book, 
didn't have my phone. It oh, that's oh, that's from that's when she goes to, yeah, she, she goes that. out to dinner by that's herself. I think <laughs> you guys know exactly what it is. I remember that. That well, stuck in my head. She didn't talk about not having her phone because it was 1998 mm. and we didn't have cell phones yet, which is like a. a but very she didn't have a book. That was like the no, right. Yeah, she right. didn't have a book. Do you remember the mania of it though? Because you must have had people around you watching it when it was on air. I mean, this was in the 2000, like in high, when I was in high school. I guess it would have been, yeah. Yeah, because it was like 1998. You know, yeah. I was very disconnected from TV or my, my friends weren't into that. Like, I don't think I actually do remember that. Yeah. When did you move to New York? Because you went to school in Chicago. You grew up in Chicago. I moved in 2005 after, uh, after college. Um, so I think at that point the show was over, right? Uh, I think it ended in like 2006, yeah. But basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I met Chris Noth like shortly after. No uh, we'll, way. We'll get to that in the episode, or do, you know. You can talk about it. Yeah, right talk now. about it now. Chris Noth plays Mr. Big. For those of you who don't know, it's uh, <laughs> he was. Remember, he did Law and he started doing Law and Order. Did he know he did The Good Wife? No, before he did The Good Wife, he did Law and Order. I didn't know that. He that's did crazy. Law and Order, Criminal Intent. Oh. oh, see, that's why I don't. Wasn't know Wasn't he also intent. the like the sexy uh, Secret Service guy on the West Wing that gets murdered in the bodega? Isn't that him? I look at her. I have no idea. I what have no idea either. Someone, I do love the West Wing. One of listeners, though. let us know. Yeah. If you watch the West right Wing, in. the like CJ. I, I haven't, also haven't seen that show. The West no Wing? No way. Mm, yeah. You would love the I'm West Wing. Here's, here's what I've heard that I can't back up, is that the first like three seasons, all of which I have seen, are amazing, and that it sort of goes downhill a little well, bit after Aaron that. because Aaron Sorkin leaves. Right. But, so I've seen but, at least those first three, and they are Shana very good. comes, and there's a whole visual gag between her and Allison Janney. I mean. Genius. Who does Allison Janney, man. She's a queen. I would love to just like sit. You know, other people are like, if you could have dinner with like one person alive or dead, if I could have like a, a crew, I think I would want just like Cynthia Nixon and Allison Janney to just like raise me. I said during the Emmys, I want to die by Allison Janney's hand, <laughs> <laughs> and I stand by that. <laughs> That's so funny. Just like turn it up, whatever Allison. it is. Yeah, just, just like, do it. Uh-huh. Just make it happen. It's my time to go. <laughs> it is the best. Okay, well, if you know who I'm talking about, so so I so I was doing this show called The Black Donnellys which was my first TV job ever. And, oh, I had done it. I had done it, and it started coming out. That's what it was. We had, fil- we had filmed the first season. We filmed the whole first season, and it was a mid-season replacement or something. So it started coming out, and I was doing an episode of Law and & Order. I was going to ask if and, you'd ever oh, been nice. on Law & Order. Yeah. Criminal Intent or SP? Criminal Intent. Okay. I was like the – I was like the um, – the rich kid, like private school kid who did it. You know, nice, like it wasn't nice. the Latino guy. It was the rich kid. Of course. Nice. It was the rich white guy. And so anyway, it was like, a, so I had a scene with Chris Noth and um, he would do this thing where he would like, he would get kind of close to you in the scene and like talk and like do his intimidating eyes and stuff. <laughs> it was kind of intimidating. <laughs> uh, he is a big man, I understand. He's a big He's man. He's very tall. But so he, I overheard him on the phone. We were like standing around on set and I heard him on the phone with his agent he's like well they're running all these promos for this black donnelly's thing which is awful i mean it's so overwrought oh god God. stupid where's the promos for law and order criminal intent like did it he was like bitching about the fact that they weren't running enough ads for his show now that he was a star he wanted more ads and so then like 10 minutes later in like a kind of quiet moment he turned to me and he was he kind of had been ignoring me essentially Mm -hmm. right which is fine then he finally turns to me he's like so you what have you done 
What, you know, what you, you, like, what who, have you, you done? So you, what's your deal? What Are you, you worthy done? of my time? And I was like, oh, not much. I, I did this show, Black Donnelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and he was like, oh, great show. Loved it. <laughs> oh, no. That makes me so angry. <laughs> I feel like it that must happen so 20,000 times, though. That's amazing. It was kind of amazing. Yeah. yeah what a, an insight like that you got. that James Corden did about like pre- uh, at the Emmys about like pretending to see yeah. a friend's show. And they're all at the Emmys. And I'm like, yeah, that was great. But the whole thing with it, I don't want to, sp- you know. Like, I don't want to, right. I don't want to ruin it. When you Loved like, uh, I mean, I don't want to like pick out certain, certain moments. I don't want you to be self-conscious, but like, you know what you did. And it was <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so you moved to New York in 2005. I don't know why I'm like digging into it, <laughs> but great. I think it's cause, um, can you talk about your, one of your, um, your like survival jobs? Oh, sure. Well, do you know which one I'm? Yeah, of course. I, you're referring to my bike taxi <laughs> days. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how much Petty you charged a minute, though, because some $2 of two dollars a minute. <gasps> it's got, it's really gone up. It's well, here's really here's really what confuses me. Some of them are just, I guess, smarter at catching the tourists because they do it for like six ninety five a minute, and some of them are at like three ninety five a minute, which at least seems reasonable. Which I'm, what I'm curious about is, so then it's been eight minutes, and then they're like, it's thirty two forty. <laughs> like like whatever with the yeah, ninety five like course. it adds yeah. up what to some weird num. Um, with tip maybe they it was up. it was still like unregulated. First I worked, got a job at Starbucks, which is like the one thing I said I wouldn't do after college. Classic. I was not opposed to a coffee shop. I just didn't want to work for like a dumb corporate. For the man, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. For the man, and you can't you can't make any money. I remember like listening oh, yeah. to Kanye West and he's talking about working at the Gap. He's like, look at my check. What, no scratch. And I was like, yeah, man, <laughs> I feel you. Like, it's just tough to live on that. I mean, yes, shout out to is. anybody who's Service living on that. Service worker jobs, man. Service worker salary, man. That is not easy in New York. No. So I was going into debt working full time and then I got a job as a bike taxi and that was pretty dope. I mean, it had a anxiety to it. You had to ride around. I would <laughs> that wear like, is scary. I would wear like a short sleeve Button down with a tie and shorts. Classy. And be like, pedicab, pedicab. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so funny. Like taxi, like Would you wait outside of like Broadway shows, letting I would out kind wait, of thing? Yep. yep. Do Broadway shows. You would do, uh, <laughs> you would do like time, Times Square, Penn Station, Grand Central. Mm-hmm. And it, during rush hour, it was the fastest way in between it, between A, B, Dang. A, B. Yeah. yeah. I work by Rockefeller and there are always bike taxis like I almost got one right two New Year's ago, but a cab ended up being I feel cheaper. like a New Year's is a good time for it. No, there's, they bump up their hand oh, prices. Oh, of course, of course. They'll be like, pedicab, pedicab. Yeah. $12 a minute. <laughs> one time yeah. this gay dude like slapped my ass <gasps> while nice. I was riding, but then, or like towards the end, but then he, he, he gave me like 70 bucks for the ride and I was like, Eh, fair enough. Uh, yeah, fair <laughs> trade. That's like the kind of thing I would do when I was a waitress too, is like if people tipped really well, I would be like, well, that excuses X, Y, Z hitting on me that happened during the meal, mm-hmm. which isn't the best, but you're like, eh, it's worth the I money. The day you, want that, you want that green. Exactly. Mm-mm. Have you had any moments while you've lived here that have stuck out to you as like, this is very sex in the city or maybe just like a cliched New York You know, York like moment. you're wearing a tutu in the middle of the street. Flouncing down like, Fifth yeah. Avenue. I'm such a carry. Bus splashes you. Classic. Yeah, I don't know. If that's, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to, if it's so sex in the city. What are the, because the guys, well, like the gals, I mean, I did a lot of dating here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you love to talk about dating. I was Not a, really I was basically addicted to dating. Yeah. Hmm. Um, like first dates or would you yeah, do like kind months of. at a time? I don't know why I'm nervous. Well, I would uh, no. I mean, I wouldn't just go on first dates. Right. Uh, but but certainly there were um, when I, I got out of a relationship. Oh, but hey, uh, the, nice. I was jazzy. watching this. You were getting into some. some it's <laughs> literally the credits to Sex and the City. Oh, funny. <laughs> They're just that jazzy. <laughs> there it is. I got out of a relationship, 
and I decided to quit porn because mm. I just I work from home. I was unemployed. I was trying to write, and I just can't have that. Like just having that at your fingertips is a yeah, problem. Yeah, makes you know? sense. Yeah. So I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm not porn. great with access to any vice. If I have it in front of me, I will use it. Like I couldn't be a freelancer because any distraction like that of any yeah. kind, substances, anything, I would just be like, right. well. Nothing's stopping me from to like on everyone end. in their cubicle just like <laughs> looking at titties right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> looking at so them. So I think, but I think I basically transferred my addiction from porn to OK Cupid. Oh, oh, interesting. And so that I wouldn't like, like that must have been fairly I wouldn't early. get on people's profile and be like, "Oh, you yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> you like the tale of two cities." <laughs> ah. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but on the road. That kind of makes sense, though. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. It must oh, have been Carol kind of early. But it was like, hey, that was good. It was essentially there. Was good. It was essentially just a way of escaping, like a feeling I didn't want to be feeling. Yeah. So if I was yeah. just like kind of bumming or, or whatever it was, or bored, or just wanted to just like get on and just like look through people's profiles. That's kind of like what happens in the last episode of Sex in the City, where an alcoholic, uh, a recovering alcoholic, gets addicted to carry. And yeah. to like sex instead of drinking. Mm-hmm. Addiction transfer is like a, a real thing. Yeah, yeah. totally. Interesting. So you ha- so you've had your fair share of the New York dating scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, yeah. Have you had just like a crazy dating, ex- like a crazy, what's like your craziest first date? I mean, I, I went on a date with a girl who was really cute and then we were drinking and, and it was, the drinks were strong. And I remember I had, I mean, I had, like I had one, I had one and I was like, buzzing because it was these super strong cocktails. She had another one. I was like, fine, cool. Then I went to the bathroom and on the way back or on the way to the bathroom, I saw the waitress waiter bringing her like a third and she just got fucking hammered Jesus. <laughs> like on our first drink. And she was like, let's ma- we should make stuff together. We should like make oh a, thing toga- a thing together. And it was just like, so that was just, that was weird. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Didn't you have like a very crazy date last summer? Like there was like one girl who like maybe resurfaced and then. Like, oh, what, right? I, Am I I'm remembering this correctly? I think if if you're thinking of what I'm thinking of, I think I'm thinking of what you're thinking. <laughs> I met a gal. If you guys are thinking of what I'm thinking, <laughs> <laughs> so Michael and I, just to give you guys context of what how we got the star of Cloverfield on this podcast, um, met him on the street. <laughs> uh, we did a play together. He was in that play, uh, that play that I only talk about um, last summer. And we used to come in the dressing room, and it was like this long line, and there was like a little partition between the girls and the boys. And sometimes it would be open, sometimes <laughs> it'd be not. But we would just like talk about, we would gossip about, you know. Love it was funny life. because essentially there were two guys in the play and then three gals mm-hmm. and I was <laughs> single and like date going on lots of days and wanting to like talk about all of it. And the o- the other guy is like both Christian and Muslim. He goes to both. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. And goes that. to a church. Wow. Very sweet. Very lovely. One of the nicest Great guys actor. Oh, yeah. She met him on my birthday. Super nice. Yeah. But like just, you know, wasn't going to be talking about sex but we would, <laughs> he would also be like no michael <laughs> we're dancing uh, girls time yeah, yeah we would get there like an hour early just to hang out you guys loved each other we do love still each do other. clearly um but this was one of those okay so, well i think th- what you're referring to there was a gal who i um who i met in an acting class and see it was all like this is all this is a karmic story this was like me being a fucking idiot so i met this gal in an acting class i was in i was in a relationship and I 
I thought she was pretty, and I was just like, and she was like British, and she was like checking out this class, mm, and class that it. I knew about. And so uh, afterwards, I was like, it was like summer. I walked outside. It was like super summer, and I was like, uh, which way are you walking? Like, I'll walk with you. Like, I was like, and I remember saying earlier, like, I have a girlfriend. Like, I'm not. This is not a thing. And then we just like walked, and we did like it was. Too, it was like so nice. Now let's not get on the train. Let's just keep walking. Like walked. We walked all the way to, from Midtown to Union Square. Then there was like a guy mm-hmm. blowing bubbles in Union Square. <laughs> oh, Suddenly sure. we were like in the middle of a bubble. Five hundred like, days of summer. All of a sudden. Exactly. Yeah. Like next thing I know, we're at Veselka. Next thing I know, like I have oh, myself I of all responsibility. <laughs> we're at Veselka, like eating pancakes. Mm. And so essentially, like nothing happened other than that. But like I went on a date, which yeah. is I didn't in my mind. I was like, well, I can do this. And in retrospect, it's like. What are you doing? Right. Um, totally inappropriate. <laughs> so, so, you know, not that much longer later, my girlfriend and I broke up and I hung out with this girl and quickly realized like I wasn't into her. We never kissed. There was never, we hung out a couple times, but nothing ever happened. And I basically let her know once I kind of got the feeling that she was, you know, was into me. Like, you know, I just, I, I don't, I see it more as a friend or I'm not really, you know. And she was basically like, well, why? I think we have great chemistry. Like, I don't see, I don't oh, understand that. Like, da, 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 and kind of kept going at that. And I was like, yeah, well, that's how I feel. And she, she just kind of kept arguing with it. It was very strange. It was like these texts going back and forth, like paragraphs and paragraphs right. coming in. And I'm like, You're like, I don't okay. really know how to make you understand that I just don't feel that way. Yeah, like, what do you say, right? I'm, yeah. Uh, so, so then I basically, then, so then I just, whatever, I said, like, peace. And then, I would hear from her like once every eight months or six months, just like randomly, like mm. just thinking of you. Da, 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 and it was always like you I was clearly like, made a big impression on not, her. Well, I triggered something, right? You yeah. Know what I mean? Or she was a big Cloverfield well, fan. No, but you talked about this with me too about how you, like on the literally day two of of rehearsal, you, we talked about how like being very open, especially like uh, as actors, like you mm. you let someone in very quickly, and it they, especially someone who like maybe well she was an actor, it sounds like, but. You know, yeah, I have terrible boundaries, or I've gotten a lot better. But there was certainly like a thing where I was like, "Tell me like about you, like, and tell me about yeah. your deal. Like, where do you come from? What's your story?" And you know, it can be you, intense to be on the other side of that exactly. when you're just like, "I'm having a c- deep connection." This with guy's this really person. curious, yeah. and he's like, "I'm not interested." And you're like, "Wait, what? Right, right, That's right. not what it felt like." What is your, What sign are you? A Scorpio. Mm. Oh, interesting. That's a big time for you. Is this right, right right now? Yeah, the full moon in Scorpio. I've, like Scorpios are like a big transitions, good things, money, Whoa. relationships, but lots of good, good Crazy. fulfilling things. I listened to a, a podcast about that on my way. Here. Nice. Um, but so then, so just the to time. finish the story. Yeah, 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 so yeah. then, like literally years ago, by hearing from her every once in a while and like really not like responding, and then I ran into her on the street. I was like, actually, uh, New York. Funnily enough, the the girl I had been dating when we went on that faux date. And I had, had like, years had gone by and we'd become friends. Were you um, having, like, a friend catch-up and then you ran into yes, the girl? exactly. That's crazy. So she's on the street and she's like, oh, oh my God, I can't believe it's you. Oh, it's, you're standing in front of me. It's just, oh, this is just, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm just having a bit of a, a, bit of a moment here. It's just, oh, this is so weird. Okay, so, hi. Oh, my Who God. Who are you? It was just, like, a whole thing. And Jesus. I was, I was just... And I'm sure my face, like seeing her, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. I actually live right here. <laughs> it's just like, oh, no. It's just in my neighborhood. And the whole thing was so terrible. Oh, God. And just she was so – and I was also just like, I can't believe that I'm – that this – that the, I create this 
affecting right. you, right? right? This is so weird to me. <laughs> then she texts me a couple of days later, great seeing you. Oh, God. Love to catch up. She'd been thinking about it for yeah. three days straight. Yeah. And but just like a, as if that was like a nice run in and not right. like, you know what the I mean? The most uncomfortable so thing. Awkward. Yeah. Huh. That's a pretty good one. That's that's a very Sex in the City that's story, honestly. Of, that's relevant to this episode. Yeah, okay. not. Should we? Are we going to get into it? Well, first, I want to ask you, based on what you know, do you, have you ever, or who do you, which lady, oh, which, you don't know the answer. Do which you, lady would I be? Yeah. Mm. Often people are hybrids. We're both hybrids. We're both hybrids. Yeah, I mean, I probably, like, like, I, I'm probably a little bit of Samantha, honestly, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. um, but, but. I feel like you're Samantha Charlotte. Charlotte's like like the good girl though, right? Or but what's her deal? She just like really wants to like Wholesome. have a family. But what's the deal with um, uh, Cynthia Nixon? Miranda. She's like a little more crotchety, a little more cynical, a little more. She's a lawyer. She's like she's very me, <laughs> very practical, she's very. very... Yeah, she's... Okay. She's yeah, maybe the one I am. Who... Maybe she... I. Maybe that is the combo. Yeah. Miranda kind of exists almost as like a critic within the show, which is, I think why I like her so much because, so I've never watched the show before we started doing this. I'd oh, seen, cool. I, I was basically where you are right now. So like watching it without the, the like deep affection of my childhood, there are, there are lots of things that make me roll my eyes. So and are you mo- seeing that, or will you be watching this episode for the first time? I watched it like you guys did and took notes. Yeah, sure, like sure. I have no idea what happens after this, but I know some big picture things. Like I know who Carrie ends up with. Cause that's right. kind of like in popular culture and right, all right. of those things. But uh, let's take a moment to mourn the hypothetical sex in the city three movie that apparently is, is not dead. happening for sure. Sarah Jessica Parker just confirmed it's over. She gone. Yeah. I think it's because Kim Cattrall, they don't, they like hate each other. Or maybe it's because really? Cynthia is running, which she seems more and more likely to do. Oh my God, is Cynthia Nixon. Cynthia Nixon's going to run for office? Yeah, yeah, for the mayor. It's almost, right? it's been like all for but New York for City for mayor? Not no, New York governor. City. Um, it's governor, I think governor? you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's for an upstate. No, No, it's not. I think it's for an upstate seat, but I could be wrong. Can you imagine? But it's like, and uh, yeah, that's her. That's her ego. My friend Avi, who we talked about. Yeah, that's it. She has a Grammy. She just needs an Oscar. My um, your year, baby. (laughs) My friend Avi, who we were talking about last week. Every time something happens, he tweets it in post. She's running. (laughs) She's running. She's running. (laughs) running. Just like people do with Mark Zuckerberg. But I'm way more interested in (laughs) Sophia Nixon. Um, is that all of our questions that we needed to ask for now? You're never safe. But is that like the, the lowdown? I think so. The intro cues? I think so. I think we've gotten our background. Should we hop in? Let's do it. Michael and I figured out how to do closed captions. Oh, amazing. That's exciting. So this is episode 17, 20-something girls. Hello. Versus 30-something women. Hello. <laughs> Just kidding. And I have nothing to do with this. I'm just going to mansplain what it is. Exactly. The, what the difference is. You have yes. the 30-something part, at least. Yeah. Right, You've got I'm some perspective so I can change. Put the mute button. If they, put, if they put the whoa in parentheses, you're just a 30-something man. Exactly. I mean, you've, I'm sure you've come to battle with 20-something girls. Like me. We battle all the time. <laughs> I've come to battle with 20-something girls? Yeah. Oh, I've, I've wrangled with some 20-something girls. There sure. you go. Irrelevant. So this episode starts with six characters who and have nothing to do with the main style. plot, but I love it. They're all like in their own little... Do you get the reference here? Do you know the what Brady this is? Bunch. The Brady Bunch. Okay, good. I did not get that, <gasps> but I grew up not watching oh. TV, so I miss a ton of cultural cues. Who, to be like, honest. what are these actors? They were like all like, "Yeah, I got a job on Sex in the City." I don't have any lines, but it actually <laughs> is a part. Like, I have emotions, and like, I have to yeah. do a thing, and like, They're one rocking. of them gets to have a very prominent forehead, you know. So lucky him. I know he's probably got major testosterone, right? Yeah, like, that right? dude looks like he looks Neanderthal. Neanderthal. Yeah. yeah, that guy can fuck. I'll tell you yeah, that. Right yeah, yeah, now. yeah. He's pro Mac, not as hell. <laughs> but he's going early bald. So listen, he's got none a lot of them to make are like too good looking. Like they're all like they all look like. 
like they could be related also. It is very Brady Bunch. Um, so basically the gist of the Brady Bunch <laughs> is that um, someone, two, a couple is married. And they have a house in the Hamptons. They invite two single friends, both of the male and female variety. And then very quickly, instead of hooking up with each other, the single friends start hooking up with the couple and it all gets awkward. It devolves and, and then they don't want to go back to the Hamptons. And so original office. couple girlfriend calls charlotte her dear friend and she's like let's go to the hamptons or i think she's basically like you can have the house for the rest of the summer we they're, won't be there they're gonna charge them though right 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 but they're i mean like a deal it's right, like for the know, weekends yeah, yeah exactly. it's, um, it's a failed house rental carrie's wearing um a playboy bunny necklace is that oh, what she's wearing it's, it's her carrie necklace he's a trash monster. my in eighth grade my girlfriend i guess we had already broken up i wasn't over yet and she like made out with someone else and he had like a playboy <gasps> necklace on Ew. he was like a like this italian kid playboy necklace on like, everything about heavy that. set like just i was just like and i had oh, to, and i walked i walked past it in a party no no i just meant like no, big know, like he could beat me up <laughs> right oh no you walked past you had to witness I, it with I your walked own two past eyes it and like went outside Damn. and got like yeah really so they're talking about how Miranda's like, it's sad for women in their 30s to go to the Hamptons with their friends. You know, she says it's like summer camp, which is the funniest <laughs> emphasis. I <laughs> noticed that, laugh. too. It was just so weird. Um, but uh, who, I don't know. which. She's one. like, that's one thing when you're in your 20s and you can all just like sleep in bunk beds and shifts. But we're 30. Oh, yeah. And Samantha's like, my 25 year old assistant shares a house with 18 girls. They sleep in shifts and they fuck in shifts. Which like my first thought before I realized that this was a weekend's deal i was like god damn can you all just take off work whenever the fuck you want and then i realized well i also was like is this what people think of 25 year olds because like i would never share a house with 18 other people never that's just am i doing it wrong but you do go to a house in connecticut with like eight people so that's similar we all have our own bed you're also not fucking and we're with our families but shared rooms sometimes yeah we also kind of sleep in the library but did you guys do dorms in college? Yeah. 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 Like, there's like, yeah. stuff goes down, right? Yeah. Meh. Kind sure. of. Meh. If you have like a, really lame. Yeah, neither yeah. of us are that exciting, honestly. But they're going to the fucking Hamptons. They're going to the Hamptons. I love cranky ass Miranda. Her hair finally looks good. They, it they, does. It's like faded it's a good a color. It looks red. more natural. Yeah, they're all looking good. So they. Oh, and then Charlotte goes on this whole thing about how who knows what could happen in a year. We could be married. We'd have kids. I was like, Charlotte, if you're gonna have kids, you need to be pregnant now. In one year, <laughs> like you expect to meet your husband and marry him. She's like, this is our last chance. And what if we don't go and we forever regret that we didn't spend our last summer together at the Hamptons? And they're like, we're so dear to you, little Charlotte. We will go. And then we meet Samantha's bunk assistant let me tell you as someone who is an, uh, currently an assistant for a living this is crazy on both fucking sides of the aisle samantha is not a nice boss she is a bad boss but this i cannot imagine acting like this assistant acts and keeping a job this long she's basically calling samantha's clients and like being very over familiar with them and samantha's like listen she's like if you hate it i'll let you blow me which is like i didn't know that's what the assistant says i think that's kind of the point is that it's like what is she saying i think that's cool when a girl says blow me really (laughs) i mean just because it's kind of like masculine i guess but i say suck my dick sometimes which i feel like is some i mean a similar but not in like an actual sexual context what do you No, but she's not she doesn't (laughs) mean really funny if you were like hooking up with someone and you're just like it was hot. Please. No, but she's not saying it in a sexual context. Well, she's I, saying like, well, if you don't like it, you can blow me. Ah, uh, right. 
Right. I think that she you wants can go fuck yourself, essentially. Sure. Well, in like a but I feel, but I feel like what's also implied there is that like maybe she would hook up with one of these people. Oh, I think she definitely would, right. Which and we so yeah. So Samantha's like, listen, you you know your career is to be my assistant. Like you shouldn't be networking your way to the top. And so knock off Amanda Bynes, her assistant. Is, She's Abby from What Hot American Summer. Oh. Didn't put that together as I never I did do. a lot of IMDb before. Well done. Do you know prepared. what I've discovered? When I watch on Prime, if you tap the screen, oh. it pops up yeah, on the side who's in it. Crazy. It's really it's crazy. It's all going to be in our eyeballs in 10 years. Yep. Oh. Did you watch so, that Black Mirror episode? Yep. So Samantha's pissed, obviously. Her assistant's leaving and copied her Rolodex, which made me laugh. I don't know what the, a version of that would be like exporting someone's Rolodex. contacts. Yeah, yeah, like an email list. That would be a lot easier to do today, I think. A lot yeah. easier. So much Imagine copying all of that. A Rolodex. They all look amazing. They really do. Samantha is Samantha's redefining the jumpsuit before like it's the even. green, a, green situation, though. They always put, yeah. yeah. They, they really make Miranda pretty dumpy yeah. a lot dumpy. of the time. She's like. She doesn't care. Like, that's supposed to that's be your thing. That's kind of the idea. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you know. The lesbian, but not. But not because she's not in the show, but she is in real and life. And Charlotte shows up with a 26-year-old. Who she, I think, just met in line and was like, this is, is Greg. Is that what happened? I think so. She's like this. So they take a bus So up, Carrie just hilarious. like smokes like every once in a while? No, no. She All smokes constantly. Inside, outside, everywhere. She in is bed, a chain smoker. It's amazing oh. there have been no fires yet on this show. <laughs> she just what is bad, reckless. What a bad role model. Yeah, well, it was the, you but know, it was cool. That was kind of the time. It was the time, right? So after a four-hour bus trip, they make it up. There's a door, a knock at the door, and Charlotte's like, "That's Greg. Remember from the bus line?" She says that Greg has been coming to the Hamptons every summer since he was six for twenty years. So we all do some fast math. And we, and then Charlotte's like, "If he asks, I'm twenty-seven. Have you?" Which leads me to my question. Yes. Have you ever lied about your age or been lied to? For dating purposes. I have been lied to. Yeah. But I someone someone lied and said they were older than they were. Uh-huh. Like said they were oh. 27 and they were 25 or something like that. How I old were you at the time? I was 31. Mm. Like we were six years apart. Mm. And that was like a little bit much for me. I was like, this is intense. Yeah. Um, and then it turned out. But you're super hot and you're also really <laughs> smart. And we ended up dating for like a year. Whoa. Oh, dang. Yeah. When did you find out she was 25? Or like I guess pretty 26? quickly. Like I think and one you still of the dated first her. dates. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh-huh. So it wasn't But like it was a... like, and I don't know. I honestly, no, I would have messaged her anyway. I mean, yeah. she's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> Certain priorities that way. Yeah, others. but. But it was like funny to me that she did that. And it was yeah. like it was a harbinger, I guess, of things to come. I mean, it was. Well, it is funny because it's like y- you realizing that someone else has tried to as- assume things about you. Like like you think that I need you to be older mm-hmm. or like what vibes have I given off that like you. Well, it wasn't just me. me. It was the whole profile. Oh, it was like a, it was on the, her dating profile. It was on she the like, oh, okay, profile. Oh, it was, weird. It was a couple years older because she wanted older guys. Yeah, which is. Huh, huh. I mean, I think most guys like pretty dipped down pretty young yeah. a lot yeah. of guys anyway but i wouldn't think that far ahead i would assume people would yeah dip down anyway yeah hmm. funny interesting mm-hmm. well like may- i just had a thought where i was like maybe i should do that and then i was like no don't i haven't been lied to about it but i have been he wouldn't tell me my current boyfriend wouldn't tell me when his birthday was mm. because there's secret a secret friend of the podcast a secret friend of the pod blurred face because there is a month and a half period of the year when I am four years older than him which I hate and he knew I would hate <laughs> three is like I can deal with it's crazy but so for like months about... he was like 
I'm not gonna tell you my birthday. I figured it out pretty fast. I would give so much shit to the guy that I like sort of dated who was two years younger than me when we were like hooking up. I was Kill like, me. I'm so much older than you. Like, what am I even <laughs> doing with you? Like, what a fucking idiot I yeah. was. Like, well, it doesn't matter now. It, it does feel. It feels different now. in college. I've hooked up with guys who are much older than me. Not yeah. much older than me. I think it's a, a gender standard though too. I was just like, we Double can't tell standard. anyone. I'm so embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're also like, what well, I like, <laughs> such an idiot. Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so Greg comes over and is like, I'm having a bonfire later. Everyone's invited. And that boy Slim, Slim is playing. playing. Fuck yeah, it is. Michael and was telling me earlier, this played at a wedding he was at. Right? No way. This one? It was like, literally the, the groomsman gave a speech. This is an, Ar- an Argentinian guy at an Italian wedding giving <laughs> a speech in English. And it ends with a quote from <laughs> Fat Boy Slim. Slim of like, I... The language that transcends all barriers. Yeah. I will praise you or whatever. That's um, funny. I want to praise you like I should. Then like, brown, 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 Fuck yeah. Carrie shows up to this party in a literal a bed sheet that she has tied around She's her like body. She's like ready to like escape the a room at any good. time. A 25-year-old pukes and they're like, ugh, and classic like, 25-year-olds. All, the f- all 25-year-olds are good for our holding each other's hair back when you vomit. And then some girl comes up to Carrie and is like, hardcore fangirling. Her nipples are out. She's so excited. I also had that, fe- that thought immediately. This um, is her best outfit in the show. This girl, I agree completely. She looks great. And she's like a little, she's like a little Carrie fan girl, basically. And then she's like, would you read something I wrote? And can I like follow you around in New York and do your laundry? And Carrie's understandably a little overwhelmed. She's like, like, I can't believe you're my mentor. And Carrie's like, whoa, Nellie, mentor? (laughs) She's like, very, but this is. Right, that's like, I'm old. Yeah. But also just like, that's like, I'm putting a lot on her. Yeah. I remember once being like 20 and. Uh, I was doing a play that this guy named Eric Rosen was directing and I had done a play with him and I had done a play with, uh, with, or I knew David Cromer or maybe it was, maybe I said it to David, no, I said it to Eric and they had the same shoes, like these <laughs> shoes that were popular in like the aughts, which were like almost like half like dress shoes, but not with like a, a stripe on the side or two. Right. It was like a thing. And I was like, oh, those are like cool middle-aged director shoes, like hip middle-aged director shoes. And they were like, did they freak middle out? Age. Oh, I can't I imagine think, Cromer did not respond I think, well to that. Yeah, I think, and I think they were both like, you know, like thirty-two or something. You know what I mean? And I, it's that's to me, one of those you want to pop was right age. back into your mouth. Yeah. yeah, I honestly had no, I had no. That's funny. Yeah, I had, I had no idea. Well, having, oh, sorry, go, go for it. I was just gonna say, having had your brush with the world of like TV and film, have you ever had a moment like this where someone like knows who you are and is really intense about it? Yeah, I guess. Is I it have. as overwhelming as it looks like? Because it seems like a hard thing to navigate. Well, I have never had anyone offer to like you <laughs> do know, your laundry. Do. People are just like, how do I get an agent? You know, or oh, there's that. Yeah. If they want something from you, it's usually that. Or like they just want a picture. It's a, the funniest one I ever had was someone coming up to me and he goes like, uh, he's looking at me like he knows me. <laughs> he's like confused. He points at me. He's like, from Long Beach? <laughs> and I was like, nope. And he's like, something. I was like, Cloverfield? He's like, that's it. And he just walks away. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that you have to bring up. Yeah. Uh, it would have bugged him for the whole day. I've also you had a thing where I bring up something and they're like, no. <laughs> didn't say it. Didn't care for it. But yeah, what do I know you from? And you're like, well, this is my resume. And, and they're like, because like, I honestly nope. sometimes I do that because I just want to get it. I want to like, yeah. Have the inter- Not that it's like fine, but. They're trying to scratch an itch. I'm like, right. I can just scratch it for you. Yeah. It's like, it was this or this. And they were like, no. And I'm like, well. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> have fun like with idiot. that itch. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I like the way that they talk about. I think it's so funny the way that like Carrie's like, well, that's the thing about all 20 somethings. Yeah. Like they're this, that and the other thing. Wild generalizations. Here's the other thing I would say that I had the revelation of kind of at the end. We'll get there. Carrie like wonders if they're friend or foe, the 20 somethings. Yeah, but I realized that this whole rivalry of any kind between 20 and 30 something year old women is basically entirely framed through men. Uh-huh. It has, except with the exception of Nina and the career thing, her, um, Samantha's well, assistant, so all of it is about like when, when the war is men, then it becomes two sides, which is an interesting. It's just like funny yeah. because like I'm very close with a lot of people in their early thirties and I am like very much 25. Yeah. Um, both of us have two older siblings who are significantly older. So true. both of us have spent our lives knowing people who are, our, our siblings are the same exact age split, which is pretty unusual. It's, it's basically four and then five years well minus five and three right but i don't know how does that work but, but there's seven and nine yeah i'm also a year younger than you um so we're very mature it's all competition i mean it's i guess this is like very on it's like very not the, the feminist vibe of the moment of like to like help other women like right. don't compete like well, we're all i'm in sort this of together. glad like nothing kind crazy right? happens with the like little stalker girl for carrie like yeah me too i'm I was glad, glad it's just it, normal it didn't yeah, become it's... like a single white female type situation yeah. where she like tries to become her she looks super hot in that moment yes, Charlotte, she she's oh, so hot no one can see what we're saying yeah um well smith <laughs> nope i just tried all of their names miranda wakes up are those goes real, outside. so she looks into a photo book i wonder if these are real pictures i think that must her? be that's her with that looks like Is uh, that Matthew Broderick. That looks like Matthew Broderick. I bet I you're right, which makes me really is. happy. I love them. Well, so we we just missed a whole moment where Miranda tried to go outside to get some fresh air in the morning. She after the party because they all leave early. She opens the door and there's puke on. She's like the who porch. Fucking puke. And hot Charlotte sticks her head up and she's like, "Yeah, when if Stacy or someone they had too much whatever." Oh, sorry. Stacy and Holly did too many Jello shots. What are you, twenty five now? No, 27. Um, so then Carrie is pondering. Carrie's like looking at old photos of herself. Um, the cloud is not going to be nearly as satisfying to go through as big, beautiful old fo- photo albums. Yeah. Yeah, but the cloud will actually be there in the Hamptons when you go for the Safer. weekend. Not your photo <laughs> <Yeah>. album. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, no, she's back in the city. Oh, she's back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. She mentioned that she's back in the city. Okay. <laughs> no, it no, took no, me a while to realize, too, because then she goes to the party and then she meets the guy it's and she's like, I'm going back to the Hamptons yes. tomorrow. Oh, I see. That's it's when like, I put it together. A week goes by in two seconds. Yes. So she's wondering about friend or foe. And then she. Meaning 20 something women. Brings her little peasant topped protege. Friend. To a who party. is walking so close to her <laughs> it's so nice and it's infuriating so <laughs> yeah i know that so lil protege is is talking to carrie and just trying to like pick her brain they, they go to this party for a book a launch book little protege drops the bomb that she is saving herself for marriage and not only is she but like a lot of her uh, cohorts yeah, which is yeah. interesting which is actually something that's happening again they say you know really the, like younger people are having less sex. Huh. That's it. For the a, first a time thing. in history, the, the, this generation is having less sex than the generation before. Hmm, pity. I read that the other day, actually. I know what you're talking but about. But she's like not even having like, she's like no blowjobs, no handjobs, no. Because Carrie goes, saving what exactly? And then Carrie asks a pretty good question, which is, what's your definition of sex? And the girl is like, what does she say? She says, um, no jobs. No jobs. No jobs, yeah. Which is like, I don't know. I feel like I, people who I know who are saving themselves for marriage, which or who are virgins, have like done can other things. Can I, I tell you a story about a virgin I met when this. I was in Colombia? Yes, hundred percent. I have never done this, and I'm embarrassed to say it, but there was an extra on the set who looked 
exactly like Katie Holmes. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like 10 years ago, Katie Holmes vibes. Mm-hmm. It was like distracting. She was super cute. And so I started talking to her and her friends at lunch. They were all Russian. Mm-hmm. They would get, they had Whoa. to sometimes get like, and this wasn't even one of the like scenes that were supposed to have white people. We were in the airport. You don't see her in the, in the, sh- in the shot. Anyway, she, uh, they all come o- they came over from Russia. They were there working. A lot of them were working as nannies uh, and stuff. Some of them were maybe like, was she teaching? Anyway, interesting gal, <laughs> right? And so to go from Russia to Colombia is like yeah. not a path I would expect. Well, it's just you. You also go like, what's your guys' deal? Yeah. Like suddenly, I was super curious. I wasn't right. just being creepy. Um, <laughs> and so we ended up going out, and we went to this like um, concert in the park. It was like a big. Uh, they have a lot of holidays in Colombia. Like every other Monday is like a three-day weekend. It's Amazing. and you ask me like, what's the holiday? They're like, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> it's like um, it's like if you like look at the Jewish calendar, there's like a fucking holiday <laughs> every week. Yeah, sort of cashing those in, man. Yeah, seriously. So, like, it's this. It's a lot of people, families. There's a thing where you buy a candle and you light a candle. Mm. We do that. We eat like hot dogs. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe how much it looks like Katie Holmes. I'm having a great time. <laughs> we eat hot dogs. Uh huh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and it's also like, I haven't, I haven't been in Columbia that long. So just like going out to a park that's not, when you're there in Bogota, there, there's these areas where like, oh, I'm in Williamsburg. And then there's like mm. most of the city, right? right? So there's like these areas where there's like restaurants and cafes you walk in and it's, everything's impeccable. Da, da, da. And you know that that's not the real city, right? right? So mm-hmm. now I'm in like, you know, the main, one of the main parks at night where they're having concerts. My first time there, it was like, oh, I'm just, you know, mixing with just regular people, whatever, all these families. Anyway, we start talking and she's like, uh, she starts telling me about how she lived with a Muslim family because she lived abroad for a year and how that made her really um, respect their faith and how much, how religious, how serious they took it. And as a Christian, she really respected it or whatever. And I was like, as a Christian, I was like, just wondering like, how Christian is she? You know, mm-hmm. I was like, what do you think? That can be a spectrum. About gay people. She's like, oh, I really struggle with that. And I was like, Ugh. oh, God. <laughs> Strike one. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, because. But then I was also instantly curious because I never meet people. It's like, I'm right. really this is feeling the chance that to thing like, like, talk like to the we're people. all in the bubble kind yeah. of thing. So yeah. I was just like, yeah, I just, you know, I don't know that that's natural. It's just the most inane, stupid shit. You know what right. I mean? Um, but also, I just wondered how, sh- you know, kind of sheltered she'd been, yeah. you know, from. And then, of course, the follow-up question, well, maybe this just shows what a scumbag I am. <laughs> the follow-up question is not like, um, can I send you some books or like, let me right. point you to some movies uh, about great gay people. But instead, the follow-up question is like, and what about sex? sex. You know what I mean? <laughs> she was like, I um, used to believe that it was a sin to have sex before marriage. I don't anymore, but I don't think that I personally could. Wow. And I was like, so that means she's like, I'm a virgin. And then a second after she said that, fireworks started going off. <laughs> and then for some reason, I don't understand why, I just go, she's a virgin! <laughs> like, I have no idea why. Like, I figured, like, no one understands English around us. Ever. But I just was like, it's one of the craziest things I've ever done. She looked at me like, what? I can't. <laughs> she was like laughing, but I was like, being like, this is an intimate I part of who I am. Yeah, exactly. Like, embar- so like, someone just turns around. Fire, two yeah. fireworks in the it's background. God, that is fucking funny. <laughs> oh, my. oh my god, that's so. Isn't that ridiculous? That's so ridiculous. <sighs> yeah. I have real qualms about that, though. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, Not about you yelling person. that she was a virgin. <laughs> 
I think I think I think no jobs I certainly have big questions about but even the no sex thing to me sex is such an important part of a relationship with someone I cannot imagine fucking embarking on like here goes our life together and having no idea what that looks like I couldn't even be in a relationship because I was like I need to see what else is out there yeah, I was like, I, I can't. I mean, only I guess if you've never you. had sex, I guess then you don't, you don't know, know what you have. You're missing. And I was still but. curious. I can't imagine being a virgin. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was born not a virgin. <laughs> I came out of the womb, ready to go. Um, but Carrie says the generation gap had never seemed so wide. Yes, because she just cannot fathom. Contrary to okay, they do a really weird thing every time she has a conversation with her little mentee girl about how they've never she's never had What's sex. What's her name? I've named her Brigitte. Great, <laughs> <laughs> she's mini me. Um, every time she ha- they have a conversation about this, they talk about how she hasn't had sex with a man. That's the full phrase. Mm-hmm. It's never about having sex. It's just such a weird addition because it's not like we're assuming everyone has fluid sexualities at this point in time. It's just a weird tick. I noticed that's oh, all. Carrie looks amazing. I would wear this dress. She does look amazing, as she often does. Oh, and I really want shrimp cocktail. So she meets this doctor, Bradley. Is this guy Mika. cute? No. He has weird features. He's 90s cute. Yeah, yes. 90s cute. He's like, and he's also like a genuinely nice guy. He doesn't do. He's exactly. We he's work not together creepy. and on this show called Show Me a Hero on HBO. Oh, nice. Starring Oscar Isaac, directed, created by Jim I love Simon, Oscar Isaac. The Wire. Yep. And, um. Yep, yep, <laughs> Thanks, yep. Michael. <laughs> and. And he came, he had gotten like some infection in his eye, and his <gasps> eye was swollen up. So he came in one day and was just sitting there with his eye, just like oh God. a golf ball covered in makeup. And that's I keep picturing picturing that, that looking at him. him. He's like a frog boy, cute kind of. He's exactly he's nineties cute. He is nineties. He kind of looks like a knockoff version of the actor who plays Christopher he's got on nice Gilmore eyes. Girls. He's charming. I once I'm super allergic to pretty much all bug bites, and woke up one night. And a, or one morning, and a spider had bitten me on my eyelid, is, and I couldn't see. Is the see. point of this guy? Sorry, sorry. That's okay. Is the point of this guy in the theme of twenties versus thirties is like this is the realistic thirties option? Like you're a grown up woman in your thirties, and a nice doctor a hits on like you. Super hot, you right. date a like doctor. The great who's on like paper guy. They polite. talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, but it's going to be. So um, they say that the Saturday turned out to be hot and sunny, and it looks overcast as hell. It does. I have given up on tanning because it doesn't work for me anyway, and I, I just it. would rather be safe with it's my skin. Cloudy. It is I would not like sunny. to be tan, but I just doesn't happen for me that They're way. They're in the Hamptons, and they all look ridiculous. Okay, so hang on. We've glossed over some really big points. Carrie meets a guy at this party, the, the doctor we've been talking about, cute frog doctor, and he asks her basically if he can see her in the future and she's she's like well he he tells her he's going up to the Hamptons for the weekend and she's like listen I'm actually going up too and we'll be at the beach with a big yellow umbrella you can find me that's all she gives him and then he's like what if it's overcast so she gives him her number in case of emergencies it's very cute she finds he finds her and he doesn't look good with his shirt off he his doesn't hair. look bad, but he does like have that kind pattern. of hair that looks like like lint rolls. Like if I took, if I was like, okay, you have a great, charming, sparkly personality, and you took your shirt off, I'd be like, Ugh. if you were on the naked dating show in the UK with this oh guy, God, you would you not heard, pick it. I'm gonna tell you about this after. I have heard of it. Yeah, it's unbelievable. What the fuck nice is tracks, Carrie though. wearing? She's wearing guys' board shorts it's so with stupid. palm she looks fronds so all over crazy. it. She's wearing a men's bottom and like a bra. It's a very odd choice Samantha's when you know a cute man heels. is coming to see you. Yeah, none of their choices really make sense. Her biceps, though. Always. Ugh. And they're very charmed by him, but he runs off into the so water. So they talk about oh, being... Oh, and c- Carrie's... Um, sorry, Carrie, it seems like not particularly into it, but then when he comes and finds her, she's like pretty smiley about and it. And Samantha explains it. Well, you know the rule. Huh. Good on paper, 
bad in bed. A good on paper guy is a guy with great credentials who you always end up leaving for some hot guy who rides a motorcycle and doesn't have a checking account. Which is, I think is like a legit thing. Like I, someone who is really good on paper, yes. I think will ne- you'll never date. You'll never date the person who's good on paper. Or I just think sometimes good on paper just means nothing when you just don't have that fundamental chemistry. It's like the British girl. You weren't going to make yourself like her just because, you know, X, Y, Z. And I had the same thing with the British guy. That's true. You did. He was great on paper. <laughs> and then, yeah. And in, in accents. And then he was. Not great. <laughs> not, a, not enough. Charlotte's been like flopsing in the surf with her cutie 25 year old. Her sunglasses are silly. And she's like, let's get. Charlotte has like been. Um, She's living her Exer- youth. She like has a demon inside of her. Yeah, that she's she's um letting out. And Carrie goes on a walk with Doctor Frog. Carrie leaves. Not Carrie. Charlotte. Nope. Charlotte tells Miranda who's going to get groceries. It looks she like wants from. The shittiest from. day in the history of the Hamptons. It does. <laughs> it's completely overcast. The wind windy. whipping at their it's hair. Just their luck. Not even enough like people to pretend there are lots of people on the beach. Doctor okay. Amigo is like very aggressively asking her out, and I feel like Carrie is very aggressively saying no, and he keeps prodding her. I can't tell why Carrie's saying no either because she really is like playing along. I don't think she's attracted to him. Well, I can't tell why she's saying yes. I, I mean, can't. Yeah. I, all he does is ask her out. That's true. They give him like one line of banter and then he's asking her out again. Yeah. I'm just bored by him. Yeah. It's not and particularly then he says he's going to miss her. It's yeah. like, it's a lot. It's weird. It is weird. And she, but she really is I, indulging it. I think she, well, yeah, it's nice to have someone pursue you yes it is and then she like cutie smiles to herself when he walks away like she's clearly enjoying something about it i don't know what attention. but attention attention feeling yeah, almost 29 again exactly <laughs> you nailed it uh she's wearing another like version of a sheet miranda is so sheet. excited because she's there's corn and seafood <laughs> i and love miranda <laughs> then it turns out that um carrie's like groupie girl has Brigitte. shown up Brigitte has shown up and she's upstairs waiting for Carrie. Which Carrie's like, and oh, Charlotte, thank you. I just love the way that she said. So I've got to go shower. I'm all itchy in my uh-huh, bathing suit uh-huh. in the sand, and then I'm gonna help you. Well, it is foreshadowing, also. It is foreshadowing, but she's like, she's like 15 years old all of a sudden. Yeah. And Samantha. Was, Charlotte also is younger than them, yeah, right? I think she's probably. She is already the baby. I don't think she's. So 30. she's leaning into. She's maybe the baby 29 role. or 30. Yeah. So Nina G, Samantha's assistant, who quit, I guess, in that inter altercation has now like her own PR firm through Samantha's Rolodex and, and made this like really, yeah. really high. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? High th- flute and high society. High. Just like this big Hamptons party that happens every year. And she this year is in charge of inviting people to it. It's like a, a Hamptons hoedown. I think it's called high so, profile, high profile. Thank there you. it is. Thank you. So, this is just crazy between Carrie and Brigitte. She's like, you know, this is the funny thing. This is a really true thing. Someone who's like in too intense and like has these, she's like giving her a pedicure, right? Right. And she's like, you know what? I'll take the pedicure. Like, yeah. Even though she's like, I shouldn't be doing it. Like, Carrie too was much. like, I don't want to encourage, but. I'm going to have to break this off. But if like, you're offering, offering like, I'll pay my toes. And, and she, then but she's like giving him this whole spiel about like Charlotte. virginity, and she's like talking about Jackie. Come girls these days just like wag their pussies about, <laughs> and and you're just like it's like shocking That's because me. she's got like the doughiest face. Oh yeah. Wait, wag their pussies at every. Wait, what is the what does she call every stud? At every stud. By. That's right. It's like somehow we're both in like 2020 and also in Greece. You <laughs> yes. Know? Yes. Like we're wagging our pussies, but at Danny Zuko. Right. 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 
Thank you for that. I got you. I thought you meant the, I country, the country Greece, and I was, and like, I was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure really? where you were taking oh, it, but I got guys. it now. No, no, no. So Charlotte comes in naked and is like, "I have a tick." In and front of this this girl, which and is Brigitte's funny, she's like, "That's not a and tick." And the girl, how does the girl know? Yeah, by the way, how, how does, does the girl who gives no jobs? Maybe that's why she gives because no jobs because exactly. she had a friend who got. What Charlotte got, STDs, yep. which is crabs, baby. She got crabs, baby. Which is crabs which at the beach. Like, she is in her twenties, and I'm like, do I? Am I supposed to? Associ- am I supposed to go get STDs? Ooh, sorry, I'm sorry. Are you saying you've never had crabs? No, never. I don't. What are what never. are crabs? I know you might find that shocking, but <laughs> I actually haven't. Pubic lice. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, dude. So they're just itchy as fuck. I imagine itchy as fuck. So she has crabs. She goes to the doctor. Is this the first like real time that crabs we've talked about STDs? Crabs is the number one like comedy STD. Like it's yeah, the funniest yeah, it's sounding so funny. Because it's kind of the least serious. I feel like it's totally it's, fixable. Right. It's not like yeah. your life is altered deeply. It's like herpes or the clap, right? But herpes is forever. Herpes is forever, depending on what kind. So Carrie like does this really awkward thing where she like calls the doctor to get a drink, like only to sleep in his bed just because she doesn't want to get crabs. She has like PTSD about having crabs once in in her 20s oh, so no, she kind college. of like makes an excuse to go and see him and then he's like i don't you think might that's an excuse i think it's legit i think I, she's you think like, she's freaking out i think oh, yeah. she's using him for his bed she's using him i mean it's all about this is a transactional deal he that's pro- true that's true i would do shit like this he has a house it's like her using the girl for the the uh not manicure pedicure carrie right. sucks <laughs> yeah she is kind of the worst but i would do now, shit this like this part honestly. i don't believe we didn't sleep together, and it was really nice. What, she had a good night's sleep? In someone else's bed Without by herself, who she doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. So she, he's like, you might have to spend the night. And she's like, yes, but nothing's going to happen. And then they sleep next to each other, and nothing happens. And apparently she loves it. Apparently she loves it. Sometimes it makes me anxious, the idea of just trying to sleep, sleep in the it. bed without Is someone coming. you don't know also? <laughs> <laughs> Can't sleep without coming. <laughs> I come to go to bed. Uh, so now we're at the Hamptons hoedown, and Samantha looks like a fucking Greek goddess. Yeah, she's wearing a teeny bikini and some drapey, beautiful stuff over it. They're Carrie all looks in. like a psychopath per use. Yeah, they're just in crazy outfits, but everyone's wearing cowboy hats because it's a hoedown. So there you go. That's what she do. She's got a belly necklace on. Yep, that's I'm that's a hot it. thing now. <laughs> I know we were watching it's earlier, and Michael around. was like, "I'd fuck Samantha." Yeah. Oh please! And I was like, "I was of like, like would. get in line, right? yeah. yeah, get in line." Um, Charlotte goes. She sees her uh, crabby boy. And he's wearing a cowboy shirt. He's a straight up, which looks like an Aladdin shirt. What's yeah. happening to all their hats? I think oh, they're, they're hanging. <laughs> oh, my the God. The decorations are hats. They're hanging, floating. but they looked like they were and just floating a foot above everyone's head And you head know that spinning. the director was like, you know what? Keep your shirt unbuttoned, buddy. Yeah. And he was like, hotter. I know what my job is here. <laughs> yeah. This is my favorite interaction in the whole episode. Charlotte calls him out, and he's like, well, I know you're not 27. I looked at your driver's what license. What a false discrepancy, you bucko. Also, it didn't bother you when she was buying alcohol for you anyway, so. Wait, this line is so funny. Whatever. You know, I may have given you but you deceived me that is so much worse it's so funny it's like what 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 world do you live in where giving someone an std is the same as taking three years off your age like you dumbass like you 26 year old nina sweet nina she is yelling at people and she's like that's really cool that you came samantha and samantha's like i just wanted to support and she's like that is so nice of you and then things start falling apart immediately it's clear nina is not up to snuff she also has on the ugliest cowboy hat i've ever seen and like she's got like pink under her eyes and i thought that does that tattoo does not say whatever she thought it did when she got it in chinese characters 
And so she gets in a fight with another 20-something. And Samantha's kind of watching this just, like, implode. Because the fireworks are going off too early. And the, there are youngins there too early. And the head of the party's upset. So, So, like, Nina, implying that, like, a 25-year-old maybe can't be as successful as a PR Or person. maybe two weeks after you leave trying to start your own firm, you can't. Samantha, if at first, I like is how like no one's looking at the fireworks. No, not at all. Until Samantha's like, "Excuse me." Well, Nina's like, "Samantha, help me get these people out." Instead of being like, "Everyone outside," so then Samantha just says, "Everyone outside," <laughs> and then she does this really savage, beautiful thing where she yes. introduces Nina G to Greg, the crabby twenty-six-year-old. Did you notice as he walks away with her, she's he like, "I think his... you'd really get away," with... and then he like scratches his balls. I was awkwardly. like, "Samantha, you queen." That's Look a at him. queen. Oh, he move. does. That's <laughs> gentle ball cups. Yep. Nice, I missed that. So then, I why is she bouncing her boobs? Like she's just <laughs> she's sitting there bouncing. So that Carrie's you can enjoy them, like the smallest yes. top thing. And Carrie's she's wondering about how Carrie's innocuous. boobs defy all laws of gravity. It's true. So Carrie's pontificating about how innocuous twenty somethings are. Even though Brigitte comes over and is like, "Look, I got this necklace just like you. Look, I'm drinking a Cosmo just like you." And, and she's Carrie like, like brushes her off firmly, but she's also like, "She's harmless." You know, I um, understand. Annoying, yes. Dangerous, no. They were simply our youthful doppelgangers who needed our compassion more than anything. I like this, the like youthful doppelganger idea. Yeah. That it's like, they're, they they look up to you. But she really is harmless. And Carrie just like <sighs> is firm. I was waiting for this, this whole episode. Well, because you knew this was happening. No, I didn't. Oh, you but didn't. you told me it was a big episode. And I was like, what's big going to fucking do? So big shows up with Natasha. This is the one he's going to marry, right? Who's the anti-everything Carrie is. <coughs> mm-hmm. No spoilers have happened here, clearly. <coughs> Um, she sees Big, and she thought he was in France. Paris. And there he is. He and just not got only back. that, but he has a tiny, beautiful girl. You know what I want to talk arm. about, just like as a as someone who, uh, just like observing the show, I think it is so very interesting that Carrie is wearing next to nothing and is like, you compared to Natasha who shows up and is wearing like Demure, this like. Yeah, and it's like, kind of elegant. as yeah. she's like, she's the one in who. This whole episode, we're like, oh, these trashy 20s, these girls in their 20s. Right. But every girl that we've really interacted with in their 20s, except for Nina G, has kind of been this, like, really simple, not threatening, like, physically. I mean, like, Natasha's obviously beautiful, but, like... Right, not physically, yeah. But, like, like, is very modest. She's not, like, trying to get into Carrie's world and, like, fuck her men. No, no. And Natasha's just, like, you know... And it's weird because she's like, I've heard so much about you. And Carrie clearly has no idea what to do with that. I don't blame her. I mean, this is, I can't imagine what this interaction would be like. I have to say, everything about how Big handles this moment crystallizes my intense dislike of him and makes me not care that they're going to reconcile at some point. What a fucking brat. He's in his fucking 40s. He needs to be a man. And he's like, uh, so Natasha does kind of the big girl thing and is like, I'll be right over there because she can tell they need to talk. Even though it turns out Natasha... Dun, 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 is 26. Natasha's 26. I meant to call you. I meant to call you. She's this, he keeps calling her a girl too, which makes me want to throw up. Natasha. Mm. Yeah. Big keeps referring to her as this girl, this girl I met in Paris. Her parents have a house. It's like, Big, you have enough money where you could get your own house in the Hamptons if you wanted to go to the Hamptons. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and then the Paris deal falls through. We find out. So this is now Big is going to be so back. So he's going to be back in the city. Yes. And he met Natasha there, but she clearly isn't like a French girl. No, she's not. Carrie honestly handles this pretty well. I think so, too. I don't understand why she she's keeps wearing. And she's like, I'm on a date, too, but it's like clearly. Sarah Jessica Parker is giving a great performance. He's good on ca- paper, probably like Natasha. And then she so, says blah, 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 describing yeah. him. 
that says so everything. how old is she anyway he I says don't know. i don't know 26 27 like you fucking numbskull pick a number pick a number you're gonna insult her like this and then not even know how old your new girl toy is well i'll see you in the hamptons or back they, in they the city look, to me they look essentially the same age there's not like a big difference between how those two yeah. gals look uh Natasha and Carrie. Natasha and Carrie. Well, I also like, is Carrie what, like 33? Because that's really like different than 30, like 37. 31, 32. So that's like a four-year difference, which is really nothing Maybe except for the name of 30. She runs to the water, a really funny st- staged shot where she runs like a foot into the frame and turns around and stops. Yeah. <laughs> but sweet Miranda runs after her, of course. She's like big as a new girlfriend. She's 26. She's here. He's back. And then she throws up. It which then, mirrors yeah. what we saw in the first scene at the beach. Which 25-year-olds are good for holding each other's hair back, and they still are at 30. Have you ever thrown up because you've been so shocked by something? I'm not a throw-upper like this. I'm not really a throw-up reactor in general. Like, it I takes a lot of drinking. Reac- I hate to, that when yeah. people write that reaction. I don't, yeah, think it's, I, I don't think it's feasible. I think it could happen in, like, a super traumatic situation, yeah. but I don't. I don't think that this makes her throw up. If she's maybe been drinking heavily all night and you just feel bad. I mean, if there's alcohol involved and something happens, I don't know. Maybe that'd be my physical reaction. But it's not something that, like, is a go-to. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, I'm, I'm like, more of, like, a crier or, like, a silent, like, fall to the ground. I've had that, like, very surreal, like, moment where something's mm-hmm. happened and I fall into the ground. Whoa. But I've, but I've never thrown up. Like a collapse kind of thing where yeah. you just, like, stop working so you... Yeah. I literally like yeah. collapse. I didn't. I'll just like run. Yeah, <laughs> just like start running. <laughs> just get out. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the episode. Um, Bridget, who did you resonate with? That's a good question. I don't know that this was one for me to particularly resonate with. I think maybe I resonate with the twenty-somethings in different ways. Honestly, I resonate with being an assistant. I resonate with. Well, we are twenty-something. Like looking up to. 30 year olds and you know I have like our 30 year old artist friends who I yeah. know and adore in the way that um Carrie's mentee does mm-hmm. but none of them were like fuck yeah this is me yeah what about you I think I would have to say the same I mean yeah I don't Miranda doesn't really have they, a plot line except really to be crotchety me. which is me honestly yeah I'm really excited about seafood and corn as well mm, yep neither does Samantha I feel like Carrie. Like well, I feel like, like in competition with her, like younger, right. like really kind of arrogant. Yeah, I feel like I probably resonate with Carrie, and just in terms of the big thing. Yeah, I feel like being confronted by like an ex and a new lover, mm-hmm. uh, or a new partner, or even just an ex who you just clearly are not over. Those yeah, feelings are hard. It's like yeah. very hard. It's also that thing where like. You're not even supposed to be here. Like, you're here. I didn't right. even know you were in the country. It wasn't even here. a possibility yeah. that you would run into. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Michael? Who'd you resonate with? Uh, I don't know if it's, like, a particular... P- Maybe I resonated with the, with Dr. Frog. Dr. Yeah. Frog? I mean, I definitely have that thing where, like, you're overly excited about somebody. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like, I mean, I have no good reason to say no. Right. So, sure. But you're like, hmm. I was going to say, are you as bold as he is? Because he goes from saying hi to, can I have your number in 45 I seconds. Got, I'll tell you what. I got pretty bold, like, towards, like, yeah, like, in the last handful of years. Like, I think I... That's dope, I honestly. Just, I mean, it's stress. I'm, I, I've been in a relationship now for seven months or so, and I realize there's certain situations where I'm like, oh, I'm, this is, I'm so, like, for instance, I'll, I'll see a hot girl, or I'll be in a place where there are a lot of women, and I'll be like... Oh, I'm so glad I'm in a relationship because before mm. I would go, okay, 
Yeah, game on. Like I and not not like and it wasn't exactly fun, but it was this this it was this thought it was FOMO. Right. It was like this could be this could be the love of your life. Like and right. you're just too scared to just start a conversation. Like mm. and hmm. and it is most people, I don't know. A lot of people don't want to be just talked to or hit on. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, attractive people, especially get, women. Yeah. Women just get like harassed all the time, right? Yeah. In public. Yeah. So it's it's very. Then I got into a thing where I would just like hand a note. You know that, Jess Thompson, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's how I know Jess is through Michael. Oh, that's right. So we had Jess on the podcast, and she was telling us that one of her goals for this year is to hit on someone once a week. She just, just has to, like, a note chat up someone. on her phone for the subway where she'll, where be, she'll like, be like, are you single? Because she was like, she, that's a she, way easier like version. Like she hands, like, shows her, her phone. Someone. Because she's like, I don't, I like to start my conversation knowing that if I'm going to expend this emotional effort, at least I know they're single. She's amazing. So that'll right. be her starting point often. But she said she like chats up people in like Trader Joe's lines and like she got a guy to bike her groceries home once because of that. And, and to bike her groceries home? Yeah. With her. She with bikes. her. She like yeah. she was too. But yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, yeah, the note I felt like was good because it was like you can process this on your own mm-hmm. time. You don't have to decide. I've been thinking about having notes and doing that. Yeah. I want to be bolder. I'm trying to think of a good. Also, ugh, I hate Bumble. I'm not dead, whatever. But um, I think so. Yeah, well, you should try maybe try the note. Try the note. If you see like a cute person on the subway or in a coffee shop or in a place where you have, you need two minutes. You need to be right. able to reach into your bag, write something. <gasps> hey, I, you're I, cute. No, Call my me. heart. Oh my god, my heart would be pounding. And then it's yeah. just very awkward to be like, hi. This is for you. Do you wait like, until you're like getting off oh, the subway yes, kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. Just like leave it and walk but away. But there was one time where it was this gal who was reading a book and she just like looked at me like, what are you? Uh, like she just did not yeah. want to. Be, she didn't <laughs> want my note. Yeah. So, but, but I had another person who was married, but who said thank, who like texted me to say thank you. Oh, that okay. was nice. oh that's sweet. What did I your had, note say? I think that one said like, I think you look really beautiful reading your book. <laughs> um, that book is sexy, baby. Yeah, like I'd like to know who you are and what you're about, basically. Cool. Damn. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm What's so used to like, like I'm sure you're the same way. Like someone calls, it, like yells like miss or whatever, like taps you on the shoulder, like your, all your hackles go up. Oh, yeah. And, but so the other day I was sitting next to this guy who was pretty cute on the train and he was talking to a group of guys sitting across from me and I had my headphones in so I just assumed they all knew each other. And then the whole group of guys got off and got off got off the train and he like tapped me on the shoulder and was like miss and I was like bracing for it but I took my headphone this is the best time anyone has ever stopped me he just was like bursting with the story that he basically just had to tell someone so he was like listen 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 they were talking shit about me in Spanish and the thing is I look black because my dad's from Morocco but like my mom is Dominican and so they had no idea that I understood Spanish and so the one guy looked at me and realized that I knew what I was talking about and then he was talking to his friend and then they were like checking in with me in Spanish and I was like yeah man yeah like I know what you're saying about me and he was just like it was such a moment for him that he was just like had to share it with someone and so he was like ma'am 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 you know those guys it was <laughs> so, so cute, cute. we also really had good. a really great interaction with a guy on the train an Irish man who was yeah like, are you talking about Ireland and we were like because <gasps> I lived there for a year and so he like heard us talking about it and interjected which is my dream <laughs> to it talk about Ireland with anyone Bridget, and everyone. Turned, <laughs> were you talking about Ireland <laughs> yeah literally I turned where, as I probably am he right was now, a, bright red where was he from he was from or not what did far he do? from Cork it was a word that I did not know oh I don't remember he's a, like a he does a lot of odd jobs yeah like a handyman kind of guy but oh. he was traveling around the states basically just like freewheeling it wow but 
It was delightful. So sometimes those can be happy Sounds surprises. Sounds like a wild card, this guy. Yeah. And I feel like even if you're not looking for it, sometimes it's really us. nice just, like, to get like... to talk about Ireland yeah. with Bridget. Well, that's the thing, too, about <laughs> striking up a conversation. It would be nice to just do it with anybody right. yeah. once a week. Like, not even yes, someone you're trying I to agree. hit on. Just, like, a person. I was on the subway. I've had some great subway interactions. Subways are always... I have a months. moment where I wish I could, like share it with someone there were these two girls that were i was sitting and one was sitting next to me and the other was standing and i had my headphones in but they were talking about like texting this boy and she was like they were like oh well what if i text him this like and she's like obviously he wants to like they were going back and forth back and forth and she's like do i send this emoji or this emoji and i was like obviously send that one and i just like inserted myself well done and we just and i it was right before i got off and we like had a moment of like ha and then i left moments of human connection like that though They fill me up like nothing else does, especially when they're with strangers. And you have the other day I was standing on the train um, reading a book, like the one time I've read a book on the subway and looked over and the guy was like next to me was like two pages behind me in the same book Mm. because I glanced over and was like, did I just read that sentence? So then I just like didn't say anything. I just held my book up and we like had a moment and it just like you could I can feel myself getting filled up, you know, like emotionally those kind of connections. I was like sitting there's a on Lafayette. There's a. In Fort Greene, there's a bodega that has two picnic tables out front, mm-hmm. which is an unusual feature yeah. of the yeah. bodega. But there's like an extra kind of room in the sidewalk. And uh, I was like, I went and had a sandwich and was sitting out there the other day reading a book. And there was this guy, gay guy in his like early 60s maybe. And he just like kept calling out to everybody. He clearly like knew everybody in the neighborhood. Oh, I love that. Like, yeah. And he and was like always funny. And he was like. How's your old man? Tell him he's old. <laughs> and uh, you're kill- those shoes are killing me, girlfriend. Like just that's so cute. And then I started chatting with him, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, you you can see the whole neighborhood. From, you can see everybody from here." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, well, and especially you know, I've been living here since nineteen uh, whatever ninety one or whatever." Uh-huh. And I was like, "Wow!" And he was like, "He told me I was asking about what it was like when he first moved to Fort Greene." And he was like, "Well, I went to the." The block, the neighborhood block party was coming up, so I went to the block association meeting, and um, there was a discussion about what to do about the madams because there were three brothels on the oh street. Oh my god! And <laughs> while we were at the meeting, a stack two feet high of pizzas was delivered, <laughs> a, along with a crate of beer, by the madams. Oh. And they said, "Well, you can't eat that." And I said, "Of course, I'm going to eat it. It's why I came." <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, he was great and he was and then there was like and then the guy who omar come out meet michael omar and omar's the guy who runs the bodega oh. he comes out on his phone meet michael's okay he's, he's we've, 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 he's passed you know he's passed the test uh-huh. amazing and i was this I, it was literally like i was like this is the best moment of my life yeah <laughs> this is your in and then the omar's like world. oh my god stephanie she's crazy you hear what she did I'm like what she, oh yeah she last time she's in here she's looking at me right in the eye and she just knocks a tease over <laughs> And I was thinking, um, I don't even know who's, I was like, is Stephanie yeah, a cat? Who is what that? is he talking Stephanie about? Stephanie a cat. And he's like, uh, and so, and I told her, and there was this, fu- and there was this woman in the, in the store, she's fine, I'm telling you, she's fine. And I said, you know what, you know, uh, you're not, you know, that, that's not very ladylike. She's like, oh, I'm a lady. She's like, no. I was sitting, I pointed to that fine woman. I said, that's a lady. I don't know what, about, about you. And she got, she took it to heart. She took it to heart. She got so mad at me. Look at this text she sent me. Look at this. Look at this. And then he, and then the guy hands me the text. He's like, read it, Michael. And then it's like, 
I hope because he's like, and I, you know, I was pissed because I can't pick up the tea because of my back. I have back surgery, you know. Da, da. And he's like, I hope that you die in pain. I hope you're always in pain for what <laughs> oh you said to me. God. You're a you're a bad person, you motherfucker. And I hope that you <laughs> neighborhood drama. Like crazy, yeah. He said, Oh, she's crazy. I mean, one time she called me at two in the morning. She said she wanted to know if we had ice. I said, Stephanie, it's two in the morning. We don't open. She's like, I know. I just want to know. <laughs> That's amazing. Incredible. What do we think? Is this 2017 pop worthy? I was just going to say, very is it quick, poppable? Is it poppable? AKA, if we took this plot and stuck it on TV in 2017, would it hold up? Would this episode of television stand? I, actually, I, I think in this form, it, it, it wouldn't be well received. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that you tell me because I'm not a woman, but it seems like there's an ethos. If you're a liberal woman, conscious woman, there's this whole thing about like uh, – awareness of the culture of women competing and putting each other totally. down uh-huh. and that definitely feels like it's part of the vibe here as it just accept and not and, and it's not really critic critical it's not criticized it's right because like they're engaging the in it, it yeah well yeah. it's weird they're being Samantha usurped especially right? right you have shows now like the bold type on which i love where it's like all about women mentoring women so sure I right, think. and also she doesn't want to be the mentor she's like oh what a pain in the ass i don't want right. to help you write yeah like i never and by the way she just fangirls. She doesn't actually show her the writing. So yeah, right, that's right, not right. how you be a mentee. But no. And then Samantha delights in seeing her this fail. girl fail. You huh. know? Interesting. Yeah, it is point. interesting. I think you're right. I think a lot, a lot of the like plot points could hold up really well. But I think reception is key that it but wouldn't be. But it's not like well. as like offensively racist as some of the other episodes are. Okay. Or like sexist. Did or you see the girls? Do you guys watch Girls? Did you see? Not really. I haven't watched not, the last. We not talk about that on this. This podcast? is not a podcast about girls, it's not. Um, or friends, or <laughs> or. But it might be about Parks and Rec. Um, there true. is an episode where she goes to the Hamptons, or she goes to. Montauk oh, I or did whatever. see. Is it the first episode yeah. of the season? Yeah, it's yeah. like the whole the and whole. There thing. is a thing about like going away for the for to a place that's like close to New York City, but it's like a completely different mm-hmm. environment, and so you're right. a different person. Mm-hmm. Right. So she like goes and tries to like be a surfer, and she just ends up kind of like getting sloppy and like fucking this. Guy. guy but it's also kind of like she's free in a way yeah, yeah. um cool uh <laughs> you're like we're not doing a girl's comparison <laughs> <laughs> well a lot of people try to and it, i don't that's not the angle it's not the i angle. get it hey michael uh how could one find you on social media well if you want to be found. yeah sure no michael Saul david s-t-a-h-l-d-a-v-i-d on instagram Twitter? And do you tweet? I don't really know, so uh, just Instagram. No work there, yeah. Solid. And then there's another one, MSD in Columbia. If you want to see a bunch of beautiful pictures. Oh from fuck yeah! Yeah. Cool. Are you going back sometime soon? Yeah, I'm going back Wednesday morning. <gasps> Shit! Yeah. We caught you just in time. Yep. I didn't realize. Thanks for doing this with yeah, us. Yeah, thank was, you. It was really fun. I'm so glad. I told you it'd be okay. Brookie, where can me? I find you on social Who media? Me? Yes, you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at brook underscore Wiseman retweeting things that are political mm-hmm. and you can find me on instagram um at brooke wiseman no underscore and if you try to put the underscore i will your instagram you. will uninstall it'll your explode phone. <laughs> you'll only have bots uh, social media man how nice i find you yes uh you can find me occasionally on instagram at bridget m37 and ten thousand percent of the time on twitter at mrs burt macklin and collectively we are at, at splat, splat podcast, podcast wherever social media is found except on facebook where also we are check out our new website splat the podcast on facebook and splatpodcast.com yep where websites are where websites <laughs> are on the world wide web and <laughs> that was splat bye 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.